it is a Wednesday morning. That means we are making sense of the markets with Lori Pinkowski, a senior portfolio manager at Canaccord Genuity. You can contact her team at 604-695-LORI or visit the website at pinkowski.ca. Lori, good morning to you. Good morning. How are you? Very well. And I'm excited we're talking about this because I know so many people have questions. We're looking at retirement and some of the, the common mistakes that you see people making. Yeah, well, you know, retirement is one of the most important decisions a person can make. And I always say it's the the first time, you know, when a client tells me they're going to retire, it's the first time they're retiring, but I've retired a hundred times, <laughs> at least with people taking them from the, you know, pre-retirement years into retirement. And, you know, there's a lot of things you need to ask yourself before you, you make that step. And, and that can be, you know, start by asking yourself, are you emotionally ready? Um, you know, I think retirement just isn't about announcing kind of your departure from work. We want to kind of figure out what are you going to do in retirement? How are you going to spend your time? Um, you know, I, I do say that people should retire when they have enough money to do so, but also that they have some hobbies and goals in retirement, right? Um, because it is a big change. You're, you're going from, you know, spending eight, ten hours a day at uh, your career, and uh, you're now looking at uh, a day and going, what am I going to do with my day? But what I will say is that most are busier during retirement, if you can believe it, than <laughs> during their working years. That's what I've seen. That's so interesting because you often hear people saying too that that you look forward to it and it's, it is such a huge deal, but also that kind of keeping your purpose and having a reason to get up and keep yourself busy. 100%. I think you said it, uh, you know, you hit the nail on the head there, having purpose, right? And, you know, a lot of people enjoy spending time with family and grandchildren and that as well. But you want to do something for yourself, um, you know. And, and I will say, too, you know, you've earned it. Sometimes you don't need to do anything for a little bit, too, right? You don't have to run, out of the, you know, get out of the gates running, so to speak. And, um, you know, but I, I do find that people in retirement are really... Um, busy with what they're choosing to do versus what they have to do, right? Mm. And in your working years, you kind of still have to do a bunch of things that are, you know, uh, to do with with your work. And and business owners, too, which I do talk a lot about because I deal with them quite a bit, um, you know, for them to make that retirement decision is also, it can be very difficult because they've kind of created this baby that they have and it's it's hard to give it away, (laughs) is what I'll say. And uh, and there's a lot of planning that goes into that too. And you know, I, and another question would be, you know, are you financially ready to retire? And in my industry, you know, people throw around the term financial plan uh, way too easy. Um, but it is, you know, very important that everybody has one and that they're detailed. You know, it's not just like a questionnaire that you're filling out at the bank that, you know, you're able to go to your financial advisor, uh, hopefully that you know and trust for years and you're able to talk about, you know, those goals, those fears and, and everything that you're thinking as you're heading into retirement. And usually we do kind of the first version of uh, that retirement plan when someone comes on board. But even one year before retirement, you want to update that plan. And then you also want to update it kind of two months probably before you retire. Because what we're looking at at that point is where are we going to actually take the income from? Which buckets? Are we going to take it from your RSP, your TFSA, your corporate account, you know, family trust if you had one? Uh, we have to incorporate CPP sometimes, OAS, depending on your age. Uh, so we're looking at all 
different avenues in order to come up with that income. And of course, your portfolio, right? That makes up uh, a big percentage for some people who don't have a pension to rely on. So, So you definitely want to have a financial plan before making that big step. Uh, and interesting, too, when you were saying that people are often busier uh, when they're retired, I would imagine that comes into play as well. If you're somebody that really wants to travel or if your your interests are more expensive, trying to figure out exactly, uh, like you said, if you have enough money to do that. Well, exactly. So, you know, for traveling, I would say, you know, 70% of retirees are, are are big travelers or have traveling in their plans. And there's probably 30%, I would say, that want to stay closer to home. And and, and that's okay, too. I mean, they may have a boat here. They may like golfing. Um, they may have a cabin. A lot of people have a cabin. And they prefer to spend time there than, than battle the airlines to try and get somewhere. I'll say that, too. And, and COVID changed people quite a bit as well, right? I mean... Mm-hmm. People who thought that they were going to travel extensively in retirement um, have chosen not to and, and continue um, not to travel the way that they thought they would. Um, and when we do a financial plan, for, for those that do want to travel, we often say, okay, how much do you need to spend on a monthly basis and how much extra annually would you like for travel? So often that number could be 15, 20, 30,000. And so we're incorporating that into the financial plan. And, and then I also look at, you know, you're probably going to be traveling in your earlier years of retirement. I deal with people all the way to the age of 95. And people between 85 and 95 are just not traveling um, the way that they once were. And so that's just normal course of life. And so, again, we're incorporating all of that into a financial plan just because I've seen people move through different stages. Um, I just had a 20-year anniversary with one of my clients. I started dealing with him at 67 years old, and he's now 87 years old. So, you know, seeing people as they go through those different stages of retirement um, is really important uh, because I can share that experience with with others as they uh, kind of move through uh, different stages. Oh, yeah, for for sure. Uh, So what are some of the most uh, common retirement mistakes that you see people making? Yeah, I, I see. I see a few. Um, you know, I, one is investing too conservatively. So, you know, some are, uh, you know, worried about markets. Uh, you know, there may just be worriers in general, but they stay too much on the GIC side. And, and GICs right now, I mean, they're paying five percent finally. Um, but in my past two decades, it's been much lower than that, right? Um, you know, maybe you're lucky to get 2% for a GIC um, over the last 20 years. So so I think investing too, conservative, too conservatively, I mean, you don't want to be scared of the market as long as you're invested in high-quality companies that pay dividends. Uh, again, you can have some GICs and definitely have some, some fixed income or bonds, but don't shy away from, from markets because you have to stay above inflation and inflation is eating away at people's returns right now. Mm. Um, and deferring taxes is, is another one. I think that, um, you know, whether they own a, a stock forever and ever and ever and they just don't want to sell it because they have a high capital gain, uh, that's one thing that I see. Um, and, and for that, it's just, you know, you're someone's going to be paying tax at the end of the day. And so it might be better to sell some slowly over time. And this is also um, uh, when you're looking at withdrawing income uh, from your RIF or RSP. You know, it does cause tax when you take money out of those accounts, but it does make sense because they're terrible for estate planning purposes. So if you don't want your kids or beneficiaries to have some massive tax bill, it does make sense to kind of 
bleed your registered account slowly over time. And so we advise clients every December whether they should be taking out more from their RSPs or RIFs um, than initially thought, just again, for that estate planning purpose. So we're looking at years ahead and figuring out what is going to be that tax liability. And then also underspending in retirement. This is probably one of the biggest ones. People don't spend enough is, is the issue that I've got. Um, it's good. They're frugal. That's why they have the money that they do. But uh, the issue is, you know, they, they're left with these big estates that they didn't really mean to give their, their adult children. And they want to give them something. But you don't want to be, you know, eating craft dinner so that your kids can have this massive uh, inheritance. So we want to make sure you're spending reasonably over time. And that's why we do those financial plans as well. That's got to be a tough one, too, because it's not a, a conversation, I guess, that, that people really enjoy having. But what you're really trying to figure out is how long you're going to be around and how much you can spend and you don't want to run out, right? Yeah, you know, I think most people um, like the financial planning process, you know, and, and really putting it on paper because people are it's kind of like the, you know, a bit, uh, the, the space. They don't really know where what's happening up there. They don't know how much they could spend, you know, and by, you know, having these conversations, you're able to put it down on paper and you're able to really figure it out. Uh, you know, we're really passionate about finding the solution for people because every couple, every person, every family is unique and different from the next, right? So, you know, some people want to leave a huge amount for their kids. Some people don't. Some people want to travel. You know, some people don't. Some people want to buy an RV, you know. So it's it's, it's fun actually talking about this stuff um, as long as they can afford retirement, of course. If they have shortfalls uh, in their financial plan, then that's another conversation. But again, I don't shy away from having that conversation going, you know what, what you wanted to spend Maybe it's too much, you know. Um, so, so definitely having open communication with your financial advisor or financial team is is critical as you're going into retirement and making sure that they provide this service of financial and estate planning because not all advisors do. And and really, I, I, the portfolio management side of things. That's every day. That's what we do. You know, we sleep, eat, and drink, you know, the markets. That's what we do. But the, the second part of it, which is just as important, is the financial planning, estate planning. And that's why it's important for advisors to now do both. All right. Well, that's uh, very good information and a good reminder for people. Lori, thanks so much. Great chatting with you. Yeah, you as well. Thank you. And you can call Lori and her team today at 604-695-LORI with any questions you have about investing or retirement. You can visit the website at pinkowski.ca.